Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Big stories. Big guests. The big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. We, know, we hear it all the time. We need to spend more on health care to ensure that we have a healthy society. Uh, that if we're falling when it comes to health spending, uh, you know, we're going to pay a price in terms of the overall health of society. People really draw a link between the two, and it seems logical. Right, we're talking about the healthcare system. This is the system that's there to, to help keep us healthy. But maybe that's a really narrow view uh, of, of healthiness and preventative medicine because the healthcare system is really there for the most part after the fact to treat what already exists. And maybe we would be a healthier population if we could prevent a lot of what the healthcare system needs to treat. So in terms of overall dollars and what's a more efficient way of having a healthy society, maybe we're getting it all wrong. You know, healthcare is supposed to be a last resort, so perhaps we could save a whole lot of money and have a better outcome if we focus our efforts elsewhere. So some new Canadian research finds that the way to a healthier population is not spending on healthcare, but rather spending on social services. Well, joining us uh, to explain all of this, very pleased to welcome to the program, uh, Dan Dutton, a research uh, associate at the University of Calgary's School of Public Policy, a postdoctoral scholar uh, there as well. Dan, thanks for joining us. You're welcome to the program. Oh, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. All right. So this was published this week in the Canadian Medical Association Journal. So give us an overview then of what exactly it was you were looking at, first of all. So we were studying 31 years of provincial government data to see if Spending on social services and spending on health care had an impact on these population-level health outcomes like life expectancy. And uh, what we found was that um, spending on social services as a share of health care spending actually has a disproportionately large increase on uh, these population health outcomes compared to spending on the health care system itself. Should that surprise us? Did, did it surprise you? Uh, it's funny, you know, uh, in research, you're always reading other people's papers and seeing what's going on in the world. And this is actually part of an international series of research on the same topic. So we have American evidence that shows something similar there. Um, we were, I mean, a little bit surprised to see that in a place with a public health care system, we have similar results to uh, American studies. But uh, for decades, we've been researching what are called the social determinants of health. And people kind of intuitively understand that there are non-healthcare system factors that determine health. Um, but what we were surprised by was just how uh, government spending at this very macro level can be used to uh, address these social determinants of health when we spend on these social services. Because I think people, you know, as I said in the introduction, we, we assume that the healthcare system is what, you know, determines uh, the health of society, that it helps fix what's wrong with us. 
uh, you know, people who have to, to wait longer on waiting lists before getting treatment. If they can be treated quicker, they'll be healthier quicker. They'll be, you know, they'll be healthier in general. So we, we do see a link there. So what, what are we missing when we're thinking about that link? Uh, you're absolutely right in everything you said at the beginning. Uh, I think that the rhetoric around the healthcare funding that we're used to seeing is very much in terms of what you just said, that uh, people are going to have worse health outcomes if we don't fund the healthcare system more than we have in the past. But in reality, we've doubled the real per capita healthcare funding across the nation over the past 30 years. Uh, social spending has not Im- improved in a notable way over that time period. So the moral of the story here is that if we put a little bit of money into social spending, we can see a much larger return simply because of these low historical levels and an amount of money spent on social services is actually relatively large compared to what's currently being spent there. Well, it turns out what we mean by social spending, because that, that's you know another yeah. issue where people, everybody uses the healthcare system at some point. So we see how that money impacts us directly. People might find it harder to to understand how social spending impacts them at all. Yeah, right. So so different provincial governments will call different initiatives that they have social spending. In general, most provinces will include things like child welfare, social assistance, uh, housing initiatives, or spending on homelessness. Um, in our study, we didn't look at the outcomes of the people who receive those programs. We looked at the outcomes of the province as a whole. And so, you know, intuitively, most people might think they don't actually benefit from those social services, but there is evidence to show that even uh, improvements in the equality of outcomes improves the health of those who don't even benefit for reasons that are widespread. Like, here's an example. In Canada, we uh, have uh, something called old age security that kicks in at age 65. And uh, a study has shown that, you know, food insecurity, this measure of, of um, poverty in, in terms of what your access to food looks like, gets better. Gets better when you're eligible for that program. Now, it gets better not because we're making people rich with those benefits, but because it provides a floor. It provides a point where you will not fall past in terms of income. And so these are the kind of benefits that can serve to improve health in an entire group of people and not just the recipients of the program. Interesting. So, I mean, the, the evidence tells us that there's a connection here, right? So people may be skeptical that, that A leads to B and B leads to C, but does the evidence for this seem pretty compelling? Yeah, you know, it's, it's like I said, uh, a part of a wide body of research. This is the first um, Canadian evidence at a very macro level showing that government spending as a very blunt instrument can actually improve population health if they spend on these social uh, services. But uh, I don't think anybody in the world of um, even even medical associations have been advocating for social determinants of health for a long time. And so they'll always uh, portray it as um, when they have to advocate for their patients, they in turn have to advocate for addressing these social spending programs. So I think they'd be pleased with this result as well. And if, if doctors are saying it, then we must be seeing it in the healthcare system as well. But as you alluded to, I mean, social spending uh, as a concept is, is a pretty, I mean, it's a pretty loose definition, potentially. It can mean a lot of things. So if we want to, if our goal is a healthier population, how do we need to target this spending then? Um, I would absolutely love to know the answer to that question. Uh, unfortunately, the data that we had was extremely aggregated. Yeah. So when the government re- reports what it spent money on, it'll say 
the healthcare system. It'll have a few subgroups, but the data we had access to only had that top level, the healthcare system. So the next step is definitely to get into that, figure out what are the high return programs in terms of, in terms of uh, population health gains, and then try and highlight those. Well, I mean, it's a pretty clear implications, though, for public policy going forward, because as you know, as you know, I mean, there's there's constantly debate about, uh, especially when it comes to health care funding. Why, why uh, are we getting better outcomes? Do we need to increase funding? We need more beds. We need more hospitals. We need this. We need that. It, it's constantly at the forefront. That's right. And uh, some people, you know, there's evidence from at least the, the 90s where people have argued that we're not getting a lot for our marginal health care dollar. And our study shows that were we to spend that money on social services, the improvements could be drastic. And those improvements, uh, so one of the examples we use in our paper is that uh, if we had moved mm, something like under 1% of health care spending to social spending, we used Ontario as an example, so that's $350 million, which sounds like a lot, but when we talk about health care spending, we're talking about tens of billions of dollars. So when we move that $300 million over from health care to social spending, we see a additional increase in life expectancy of 5%. Now, if you think of that over a number of years, over the 30 years that we've studied, that adds up to a substantial benefit. Yeah, that would. But, um, you know, the idea of taking money out of the healthcare system <laughs> with the end goal of making the, the population healthier, that, that could be a tough sell. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, so some people will interpret it as um, you don't actually have to spend as much money when you're successfully preventing these health problems from from coming into being, but yes, uh, certainly um, in healthcare, spending itself is a political issue and it is definitely a difficult sell for governments. Um, I guess the holistic view that I take is that there are people who are advocacy groups or people in government, in the bureaucracy or politicians, who are aware of this idea that there are these social determinants of health and we can address them. And what we're showing is addressing them doesn't have to be in the form of uh, inventing new programs or targeted spending. You can simply enrich the programs you currently have going on. Yeah, I mean, the idea of more efficiently spending tax dollars and getting better outcomes, that that seems like a win-win. Certainly. Yeah. Well, people can read more. The research uh, is posted uh, up at cmaj.ca. Dan, thanks so much for joining us here today. Appreciate this. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. Uh, That's Dan Dutton. He's a research associate at the University of Calgary's School of Public Policy. So his study appearing this week in the Canadian Medical Association Journal. Uh, A very medical journal sounding uh, title to this. Effective provincial spending on social services and health health care on health outcomes in Canada. An observational longitudinal study. But I think the findings are very significant here. We're all focused so much on spending money on health care. Better outcomes. We want longer life expectancy. We want um, improvements in all of these different areas. Yet why, you know, we, it seems so elusive. So maybe we're spending that money in the wrong place. As he points out, the need to lower health care costs is recognized by public and private payers in most developed countries, including Canada. So where are we getting bang for our buck? And when it comes to health care, maybe not where we would think, but the evidence seems pretty compelling. All right, 403-974-8255. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.